Hello, Laura. Happy October. Happy October, Stephanie. How are you? Are you excited for eclipses? I know. This is a crazy month. We have so much to cover, but first we should start with our September recap because, whoa. Yeah. Mercury was retrograding. Mercury retrograde was retrograding. And we had the final post-shadow phase and Mercury go direct in for Venus retrograde. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Venus retrograde ended early September and we made some predictions, personal and mundane predictions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those being around the Hollywood and the writer's strike. We thought that once Venus went direct, we would find an agreement. So that didn't happen right away, which I actually think makes sense because Venus has to pick up speed when it starts to move again and it's retracing those steps, right? So as it moves forward, um, it's probably tracing over those steps of key critical moments in the strike. Um, But we saw the writer's strike end recently when Mercury met with Jupiter a couple days ago. Jupiter is a planet of support. Mercury is a planet of agreements and contracts. And the sun was in Libra, another planet that has to do with justice um, and agreements as well. Mm -hmm. And you made a personal prediction for yourself that came true. Yes. So I had literally just the worst all day sickness, not just morning sickness, um, but my pregnancy symptoms were hellacious. And I had Venus retrograding through my first house of my physical body. And I was praying, hoping, manifesting that when Venus went direct, the nausea would go away. And it did. I pretty much feel like a normal human now. Yay. And, and you had a today show appearance recently where you like surprised the host that you were pregnant. I had to do it in the most dramatic way possible. I got to give this little baby an exciting welcome. And that was very Venus and Leo in your first house, by the way. True, true. Yeah. I really, yeah, I really loved seeing you um, surprise them because it seemed like you weren't planning on doing that, but you, did you plan on doing that? I planned on doing it. My Virgo (laughs) moon was like calculated and I was like, ha ha, I'm going to get them with this. But I loved what you said. You said like, you can't plan everything as astrologers and with astrology, sometimes life surprises you, which I loved when you said that. It's so true. I mean, you know, the day that I found out I was pregnant, I knew important personal news that was going to affect me was coming, but did I know it was that specific? No, like astrology gives us hints and clues and, um, but it's, you know, not always wise to to distill down to specifics, like let the universe surprise you. Yes. And talk about the celebrity, all these celebrity news recently. And I think that's definitely like Venus in Leo, it's Pluto in Capricorn. Um, Where should we start off? Should we talk about like the celebrity downfall that's happening? What are your thoughts? Yes, there's just so many celebrities that experienced backlash. And I think that exactly what you said, Venus is in the sign of the celebrity royalty, people who, you know, shine and like to be on the stage, Leo. 
And this is the post retrograde shadow period. So this is kind of like the final sweeping and cleaning out of this Venus retrograde story. Um, so from Drew Barrymore, you know, announcing, I'm going to bring my show back and everyone being like, what the fuck? Solidarity who? What What is going on here? Um, Ashton and Mila. <coughs> Ew. Really, really cringe. Ew. Uh, you know, releasing support of a rapist and abuser. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas, I'm like locked to my screen. I can't get <laughs> about it. I'm so team Sophie. I, oh my gosh. Queen and of the North over here. We're bending the knee, Queen of the North. How oh I can't even, um, before Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner started dating, did anyone care about Joe Jonas? Like, I can't believe that, um, his PR team spin was like trying to push the narrative, that misogynistic narrative that Sophie's not a good mom and she's partying and all of these things. It's like, you are only a household name. I'm sorry. Nobody gives a flying fuck about the Jonas brothers. You're a household name because you're dating Sophie Turner. Otherwise no one would care. I don't know. And then she found out he was filing for divorce on social media. Like that was messed up. That just shows you everything you need to know about that Jonas brother. Yeah. No. Uh, Bye. Bye. Um, And there, it apparently like the, they had a big fight on August 15th. And that is kind of like, they filed that or he filed like, quickly after that so it kind of seemed to be just a sudden thing it wasn't like mm-hmm. um yeah who knows but yeah dramatic. yikes and then um russell brand and dax shepherd ew and w <laughs> um yeah dax shepherd was spewing conservative talking points and transphobic narrative in a podcast conversation with um, JVN and made them cry in the episode. JVN is a saint and an angel among us. And And an Aries. And an Aries, yes. (laughs) And yeah, I, that was just really, um, upsetting to hear and and then Russell Brand I think I'm surprised to no one is an abuser mm-hmm. like you just look at his past behavior um but yeah. yeah it's so interesting because I think last month we also predicted I don't remember which transit but that a lot of secrets were going to come out about people. Was it the South Mm -hmm. node or I don't remember exactly now. Oh, was it Pluto squaring the nodes Mm -hmm. Um, that a lot of these like abusive and like toxic things were going to come out so that we can see um, the truth so that we can affect change. And something that I noticed about the Drew Barrymore thing, she normally people love her. She's like America's sweetheart, right? So is Jimmy Fallon. So is Lizzo. Mm -hmm. But you get people to see that they're taking advantage of the situation. And people came together and spoke out about these people. And 
got them to change their behavior in some way. I don't know about, I don't know about Jimmy Fallon. I think he apologized and I don't know if Lizzo did, but Drew Barrymore came back and said, "Never mind, I'm not going to start the show again. So it really does show like that Pluto going into Aquarius, like the power of the people and that like, maybe this is a good instance of how to use social media to get somebody to see how their uh, actions affect other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been a big month for celebrity drama. Um, it's been pretty much nonstop. Um, another little cute side note that I just wanted to mention, well, it's not cute at all. Um, someone escaped from prison and <laughs> he, I think he's around five foot and that matters in the story because the way that he escaped is he crab walked up the wall. Um, so had, you know, hands on one side, one side of the room, feet on the other side of the room. And if you look up his birthday, he's a literal cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that the archetype like comes through like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did say it was really cute because I do think it's cute. (laughs) It was. Yeah. I mean, I hope he puts two and two together. A very, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, then do you I want think, to talk about the full moon in Pisces at the end of August that kind of carried over? Yeah. Into so another thing we said last month was that the waters were going to be very loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't help but see that there was like a lot of floods happening around the world. And not that I am comparing these floods, specifically the one in Libya to Burning Man. But <clears throat> I just think that Now I've been to Burning Man, so I have experienced it in person, but it also showed that there was a kind of this uh, inequity going on in Burning Man. And if you don't know, Burning Man is this eight day, go out and go out in the desert, you build your own camps. It's, I guess, touted as like spiritual experience of like community, but it's turned into something way different now with influencers and billionaires infiltrating Burning Man. And there were videos going around of uh, like Chris Rock and Diplo being able to get out of Burning Man and the rich people getting out of Burning Man. And I think it just showed very literally kind of the shadow side of Burning Man and how um, while the intentions might have been for community, again, like the rich people were able to escape this flood situation. Right. What did you think about it? Yeah, just the full moon in Pisces was forming a conjunction with Saturn, which means that they're at the same exact place in the sky. And Saturn is a planet of karma and challenges and hardship. Um, Pisces is the water sign. And it's mm-hmm. mutable. So it's not like when I think of fixed water, it's contained in some way, but with Pisces, it's like, um, <clears throat> yeah, kind of like boundless, right? There's <laughs> no, that's a sign that struggles with boundaries in general. So it's, um, yeah, just tons of water and, and Libya, I mean, that was such a deadly and devastating, mm-hmm. um, disaster that was brought on by climate change, right? I think 11,000 people. Yeah. 
lost their lives. Um, so yeah, that was just a, a very, um, harsh manifestation. Yeah. And it was interesting because none of us here in the U S heard about that until like way later, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like they were reporting on that. Right. Right. Yeah. So those were some of the main things that stood out in September. Mm -hmm. Shall we get into October and the eclipse portal that we're entering into? Yes. Laura and I were just saying that we feel like time is speeding up all of a sudden. Like, And I'm sure part of that is because Mercury and Venus are now direct. So we don't Mm -hmm. have that heavy retrograde energy looming over us. But if you also feel like time is speeding up, it's about to get supercharged mid-October. Mm-hmm. Um, but we start out with our first planetary aspect on October 2nd, and that will be when Mercury and Virgo forms an opposition to Neptune and Pisces. Um, this will be mm-hmm. taking place at 25 degrees in the sky. The main characters will be Virgo, Sagittarius, Gemini, and Pisces. Um, and it brings us back to September 19th because the sun formed an opposition to Neptune. So think about what themes were unfolding for you on that day. Um, this is a little bit of a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Well, you have Virgo placements. How do you, <laughs> how do you manage oppositions to Neptune and Pisces? I was so tired on September 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Neptune is this planet that's very amorphous and boundaryless and, um, you know, has to do with our creativity and our dreams. Um, and Mercury in Virgo is in its exaltation. So it performs a little stronger there and it's really about refining and distilling and cutting out the excess and like getting down to the point um having a system being organized um and neptune is like let's not have a plan let's go with the flow so there's going to be these two like combating energies i think on that day it's not like the best day to force anything right like play around with your imagination but um you know, don't make life-changing decisions if you can avoid it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I was telling Stephanie that I just went on a two-week vacation with my sister, who's a Virgo sun, Mercury and Virgo. So she has Saturn and Neptune opposing her Virgo placements. And anytime she had a plan, like she booked this like months in advance, because that's like what a good Virgo does. Mm-hmm. Um we would have either a cancellation or it would rain or something would happen out of our control. And I kept telling my sister, like, you just have to surrender. It wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to happen. And it would like rattle her so much because yeah, like these were things that were out of our control, like the weather, you know, and it was like, so on brand with Neptune and Saturn and Pisces because they were all like rain related, mm-hmm. like weather related. Specifically, she wanted to um, go on a kayak trip, but but because of the uh, conditions in the ocean, Pisces, we couldn't go out. And I just kept telling her, you know, if it wasn't meant to be, it's because 
it's for protection. Mm -hmm. So I think like, I know as much as it's hard for Virgo placements to like release control, it's like rejection or something not happening your way is protection. Um, You wouldn't want to be in the wrath of the ocean. A hundred percent. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. Yeah. This is exactly what you said. This is the day to literally go with the flow. Don't Mm -hmm. try to force things. And it can also feel like a little bit of a mini Mercury retrograde moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, try not to take things personally. Words can feel a little bit more sensitive. People aren't communicating efficiently or effectively. And yeah, misunderstandings can happen. So just try to keep that in mind as you move through your day. Mm -hmm. Next day, October 3rd, Mercury in Virgo, trine Pluto in Capricorn at 27 degrees. Wowzas. I love this. (laughs) I love this one. This used to be one of my favorite aspects to get stoned under, which Mm -hmm. I'm not doing any longer, but um, (laughs) I would love it. I felt like deep, deep intuitive downloads would come through and yeah, Pluto is a planet of power and transformation. And since it's meeting in a harmonious way with Mercury or planet of the mind. um, Yeah, I think this is good for giving us willpower to execute some of our plans and our ideas um, to witness our own growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having deeper conversations, you know, not staying in the superficial. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the deeper conversation thing. And I think we might've said this last month because, um, Mercury, this is the second time, right? That Mercury is going yes. this position um, is that Mercury was the only one that was able to go into the underworld with Pluto. So they have this like very symbiotic relationship, Mercury and Pluto, um, Hermes and Hades. So I think like the ability to go into the subterranean, like anywhere, like with yourself or with somebody else, Um, I think the potential is here. Yeah. It's a good day for processing the past and for letting go, surrendering, moving on yeah, um, and understanding the past Mm -hmm. in the process. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of that is the theme for October. It's like simultaneously letting go of the past and starting a new chapter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The next day we have on October 4th, Mercury will shift signs. So it moves on pretty quickly and it enters Libra. What do you Mm -hmm. think about Mercury and Libra? I like Mercury and Libra. Um, It has triplicity here. And Mercury and Libra to me is like, AOC has Mercury and Libra. It's like diplomacy. It's being really good with your words. It's like getting buy-in from people, um, using your communication, um, skills. So I think like with Mercury in, in the sign will mitigate some of the harshness of Mars in Libra and the South node in Libra. I think a lot of people's relationships are going to be rocked. (laughs) So hopefully with Mercury being here, it's like, um, taking into consideration, maybe the way we talk to people. Yeah. What do you think? 
Yeah. Mercury and Libra, I think it's a great time for contracts, agreements, um, more of our mental energy may be focused on our partnerships and relationships. We're able to communicate with tact and diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, generally speaking, I think it's a sweet transit. I think a couple days later, which we'll get into, Venus is going to enter Virgo. And at that point, Mercury and Venus will have mutual reception with one another, which means for the astro newbies out there, Venus loves Libra, Mercury loves Virgo. And so they're in each other's opposite signs and they can just give each other a little extra kiss and boost when they're Mm -hmm. moving through those signs. Mm -hmm. Um, But next up, October 8th, Mars in Libra, square Pluto in Capricorn. Yay. Yay. I totally say that like, just because I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) I don't know who would, by the way. Um, Wow. First of all, I think that um, 27 degrees of of Pluto and Capricorn is a hot spot, not only individually, if you have placements there, which I do. I have Pluto there at 26 degrees, but this is the exact degree of the USA's Pluto return. Um, USA has 27 degrees of Pluto. So I think not only is this putting pressure for us collectively, but if individually, if you have placements there, um, yeah, I mean, I have so much to say about this, but I want to hear what you have to say first. (laughs) Well, I just looked it up. The last time this happened, so Mars and Libra square Pluto and Capricorn was October 21st of 2021. So it's been a while. Think back to that month in your life. What was unfolding for you around that time? That was hellacious for me. <laughs> um, so I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, but now the South Node is here. Your South Node? No, now the South now, Node. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now the South Node is yeah. is with co-present with Mars. Yeah. So that's going to make it even more um, intense. Mm-hmm. The South Node is going to be that point of release, letting go. And Mars is the planet of severing and ending things and, and challenges and war. Pluto is a planet of power and what's hidden and um, catharsis and crisis. It's a planet of crisis. Um mm-hmm. So I would say the best expression of these two planets coming together would be a focused, dedicated push of your own willpower towards a goal or something meaningful. This can give you a lot of courage, Mm -hmm. Um, but we don't like to sugarcoat things here. And (laughs) I think it's very important to name that These are two of the heavy hitters coming together. So ego clashes, um, fighting, conflict, um, accidents, harm. Uh, This is a great day to be extra careful. Take the extra precautions, um, not to fear monger or anything, but like, you know, just be extra careful, move through the world slowly. Um, And... Yeah, because this just isn't the cutest of transits. 
No, but you know, that was the most positive I've ever heard you. Thank you. Maybe yeah, it's, baby. it's the baby. I think the baby's softening yourself. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I mean, Ooh, um, Pluto for me is like evolve or die. Yes. It's like, if you don't fucking evolve and transform your, that part of you is like going to die. I know that sounds very dramatic, but Pluto, we've been in this Pluto and Capricorn journey since 2008. So we all know what this story is for each of us individually. And so Mars and Libra um, with the South node there is this like purging, um, releasing, cutting away energy. So something in your life needs to go. Um, And Mars and Libra for me and the South node in Libra is like, maybe you're afraid of confrontation or you're afraid of rocking the boat with somebody, or you're just like not wanting to face something, but it's like, I love what you said. It's the time to enact your willpower and create some real serious change because whatever you don't is like literally evolve or die. Like I said, yes, 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 yes. I love that evolve or die. We need to put that on a t-shirt. (laughs) merge. Um, (laughs) It's so dramatic. I mean, but Pluto is dramatic. That's what Pluto is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it also made me just think about how Mars square Pluto can cause us to act on our fears or want to act on our fears or our repressed feelings and memories and um, what we've kept buried. So if some challenging um, patterns, thoughts, fears bubble to the surface. This is a very important time to purge and to reflect. Um, Mm -hmm. But to try to, I would recommend resisting acting on them unless they're, it's healthy for you in some way. Um, Mm -hmm. But just to be conscious of some of our fears might be coming to the surface in some way. Yes. And they will. I think. And also the South node is such a karmic point. It's like it, it forces you to release something and surrender to the unknown, Um, which I think Pluto and Capricorn has been this journey into restructuring and transforming our structures around something wherever you have Capricorn in your chart. Absolutely. And then on the same day we get kind of a hint of a blessing. I don't know that Venus moves into Virgo. So on one hand, it's nice to have Venus finally fucking leave Leo. Mm -hmm. Venus has been in Leo since July 7th. Um, And so it's nice to just have our planet of harmony enter a new sign. Um, But Venus is said to be in fall when in Virgo. Mm -hmm. And you know, if Venus is a planet about pleasure and enjoying your life, when Venus is in Virgo, Virgos tend to self-sacrifice and put their needs last. So, the, you know, the two um, archetypes of this planet and this zodiac sign don't exactly mesh. Um, but on one hand, we're getting a break from the Leo sector of our chart. We're officially freaking done with our Venus retrograde story. 
And we're getting a new wave of blessings coming to the Virgo sector of our chart. Mm-hmm. But what I do love about Venus and Virgos, you're a Venus and Virgo, right? I am. Yes, you are. Is they're really independent mm-hmm. and they really do um, like they're very reliable and loyal and they're very skillful and masterful people um, in the realm of beauty and in the realm of. Yeah, I find a lot of people with Venus and Virgo are hairdressers or like people who work in beauty um, because there's something about like needing to have that Virgo detail orientedness to like really um, work in the beauty industry. My Do you find that as well? My Venus or no, my hairdresser has Venus and Virgo conjunct my moon. I did her birth chart and I was like, you can cut my hair. That is so cute. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true because Virgos have that precision. You know, you think of scissors, I think of Virgo. Um, so absolutely spot on. And yeah. in in terms of like matters of the heart, the little things become important. So Mm -hmm. spending time together, going on walks or paying attention to little things that one another say, like if you mention, you know, if you go to the grocery store and get your favorite chocolate bar for your partner and just surprise them with it, or just remembering little things, right. That becomes very sweet. Um, and then one of the shadow sides I will just say is we can become more critical of ourselves and others. So pipe down. <laughs> You're so self-aware. Just talking about uh, myself here. Yeah. That was, a, <laughs> that's a message for me. <laughs> um, the next day, on October 9th, Venus in Virgo opposes Saturn in Pisces at one degree. And just think back to August 1st, Mercury was opposing Saturn and August 26th, the sun was opposing Saturn. Yeah. So this is a part of an, you know, more of an ongoing storyline. So themes from those days, this is like the third um, and final chapter. We're not going to have any more personal planets opposing Saturn for many, many moons. Um, not a cute day for love, not a cute day for professing your feelings. Um, not a great day for making a big purchase. Um, (laughs) Saturn is a chilly, chilly, cold planet and it's, you know, a little harsh, um, feelings of rejection can come up feeling alone. Um, so yeah, not the cutest day. Oppositions are tough. Venus wants to have fun. Saturn doesn't want us to have fun. Yeah. So I'm actually a little sad Venus is leaving Leo because it was a fun time. Um, I mean, this was a very tumultuous Venus retrograde during the summer, but Venus going from Leo, which is like fun and flirty to Virgo, it's like serious. And then being hit by Saturn, it's like really serious. Yeah. So I don't know. Saturn and Pisces um, for me seems like very heavy and sad and just being like, what is life? What's going on here? And then like opposing Venus and Virgo, which is again, like kind of a more pragmatic and serious position it's like um where's the love where's the excitement (laughs) yes yes 
Uh, we might just be more focused around this time. We're focused on our responsibilities. It could, yeah. it could also be as simple as like, maybe you get a fun invitation, but you're like, shit, I got called in for work. You know, yeah. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. One thing that you just made me realize is that Venus is exalted in the sign of Pisces. Mm-hmm. And so since Venus will be able to see Saturn and Pisces, um, it might get a little bit of a, a little boost there. That mm-hmm. could be a little one-way reception. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> Pluto. Pluto goes direct in Capricorn and it re-enters Aquarius in January. Yes. So this is, this will be, I feel like you need to talk about Pluto and Capricorn. <laughs> You're like our Pluto and Capricorn resident expert. Oh my gosh. Um, so if you're, if you're like a late degree Pluto in Libra baby, so like 1980 to 1983, we're going through our Pluto square. And from my personal experience, this has been more triggering than my Saturn return because of where it is. And also like Pluto, like we said, is evolve or die. And so I feel this pressure and I feel this sense of urgency that if I don't work on these things and let them go now, then they're going to be carried on with me for the rest of my life. And I know that sounds super dramatic, but it's like things that I have been working on for the last couple of years are coming to a head now. And if you have any cardinal placements in the late degrees of Aries, Libra, um, Capricorn or cancer, you're feeling this pressure as well. And so I feel like this is like the, the last chapter, I know it goes back into Capricorn at some point last next year, right. Until it enters Aquarius for good. But, um, I think I said this a couple months ago, this is like a different phase of Pluto. It's like the rebirth phase. And so I very, maybe this is just my own projection, but, I really do feel like you have to let go. Like you have to purge it. You have to release it because the stories, the structures, the way you, in which you live, the fears that held you back literally cannot serve you and you cannot bring them with you when Pluto goes into Aquarius. Yes. Yes. This is like the, if you think of it as a three-part saga, this is the second chapter of Pluto Mm -hmm. moving through Capricorn for the final time. So um, I think one thing just for the astro newbies out there, that's important to just clarify Pluto ending its retrograde and going direct. You're not going to feel this energy like, like don't shiver your timbers. You're going to be okay. Um, But Pluto on this day, you will feel plutonic influences specifically because it is a station day. So this is an important day, like Laura said, to purge, to also witness your own power, to witness your own growth, to reclaim your power in some way, um, to face your fears, Mm -hmm. to engage in um, what's uncomfortable, what you keep hidden and taboo for yourself exploring and um, sending love to your shadow side, your relationship with guilt and shame, Mm -hmm. I think is also all of those things are going to be important on this day, personally. 
Yeah. And if I could just share a personal example, because I think we need like practical examples with this. Um, I am a, I'm a survivor and thriver of domestic violence. And for a really long time, and that's such a Pluto thing, right? Um, I, for a long time, I blamed my parents because they're the pr- people who are supposed to protect me, but they didn't. And I blame them for so many things that happened in my own life. And I think finally going through this Pluto transit, I realized if I keep blaming them and playing the victim, that I'm giving my power away. And it's, it's saying that I don't have the power within me to change my reality. Because if I keep blaming them, then I'm just a victim to my circumstances. And this doesn't mean that you don't hold these people accountable. It doesn't mean that you forget. Forgiveness is even like, sometimes I don't believe in forgiveness for some things. I think you did something shitty and I don't need to forgive you. But um, at some point, I have to say it happened. It's part of my history. I don't need to bring this on with me to the future. And I have the power to change it. I have the power to stop making it like a part of my whole identity. And that's how you take your power back, especially with Pluto. Bills, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for listening. That was, yeah, that is a very, um, a perfect summary of that energy and those transits and I I think that will be really, really useful for others who are also, you know, trying to reclaim their power in some way. Mm -hmm. So next up, October 11th, Mars enters Scorpio. (laughs) I'm, I like this. This is good. Mars is in domicile when it's in Scorpio. Um, Mars is more calculated and strategic here when Mm -hmm. it's in Scorpio. Um, So this and Mars is going to be in a fixed sign. So this is a time where whatever we are putting our effort and energy toward, we are able to sustain it. We have more dedication. So if you're initiating things around this time, um, yeah, you have that commitment and drive to see it through. Mm-hmm. Um, Mars and Scorpio is very resourceful also. Um, yeah. What do you think about Mars and Scorp? I don't fuck with people with Mars and Scorpio. <laughs> they terrify me just because they, they never forget. They mm-hmm. never let it go. They hold on to grudges and the way that they are very calculating, like you said, I think Mars and Mars and Scorpio people are the people that, and this is saying, this is coming from an Aries. I'm also, my son is ruled by Mars, but Mars and Scorpio just hits different. It's like stealth. Mm. It's like stealth fighter planes that you can't see coming. <laughs> yes. It's very um, CIA, FBI yes. kind of energy too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just can't help but think of it from a personal experience. Scorpio is my fourth house. It's always a, it's always a sad time. Mm. It squares all of my, my happy Leo placements. It conjuncts my Pluto. So yeah, I'm biased, but you know, depending on where Scorpio is in your chart, 
this could be a very productive energy. Mm -hmm. Um, But Scorpio is a zodiac sign that's associated with uh, what's hidden, what's unseen. And Mars is a planet of severing. Um, So this could be a time of discovering secrets and Mm -hmm. trying to really unearth other people's motives. Mm -hmm. Um, There could also be some like obsession that pops up or fixation. Mm -hmm. So just try to be mindful of that. Um, Sexy time. This is definitely a sexy, sexy time in the sky. So you might get a little uh, boost in your sex drive. Very sexy. And also Scorpios are like the alchemist. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a great time to practice magic. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's going to be good for electional astrology, having Mars and Scorpio. Yes. yes. Um, um, oh, you go. <laughs> I was going to say on October 13th, on October 13th, Mars and Scorpio forms a trine with Saturn and Pisces. And this is taking place at one degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this. So Mars and Saturn are the two most challenging planets in the sky. Generally, when they link up, you know, we're not super excited about it. But this is a trine. Trines are harmonious and supportive. Um, this feels like taking action, signing a contract, um, sustaining something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taking action on something, um, making something more concrete. Also, Saturn for me is anywhere it's transiting. It's like you're committing to something, you're putting in the hard work. Um, and so maybe Mars, and when Mars enters Scorpio, it's like you're committing to those two areas of your life, your Scorpio uh-huh. and Pisces. I know for me, when I saw this, um, um, Scorpio is my 12th and Pisces is my fourth. I want to <clears throat> be more committed to my like mediumship abilities, mm. and, like really uh, make it a point to connect to the other dimensions. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> because I, I do it very like one-off sometimes. Like it's very, um, it's not like a practice where I do like my meditation or my breath work. It's kind of just whenever I need it, I'll like tap in, but I really want to commit to some kind of practice. I love that. Then that's the perfect energy for it. I think also this might be a little weepy and sad. These are two water signs. They're intense water signs Um, and they're challenging planets. And even if they're meeting in a supportive way, sometimes that just means that the challenging energy of the planets are flowing together. So, um, yeah, this might just be more of a somber day and yeah, it's the day before a flip. I know I was just going to say we're building up to an eclipse. <laughs> yes. So October 14th, we have the new moon solar eclipse in Libra taking place at 21 degrees. It's conjunct the South node, which I think is so fascinating because, New moons are fresh beginnings and new starts, but because it's conjunct the South Node, there's also release going on, something of letting go. So there's a duality to this eclipse. It's Mm going to be forming a square with Pluto, not exact, but it'll be there. Um, 
And yeah, we haven't had a solar eclipse in Libra since October of 2004. And fun fact, it was on October 14th in 2004. That was the no last way. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, so some pattern, some cycle is closing out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can think back to 2004, October, what was going on that month, the subsequent weeks, the weeks leading up to it, similar themes might be coming up. Um, a standard interpretation, Libra is the sign of partnerships, relationships with the South Node there, but also it being a new moon. I mean, I think there is probably this possibility of people entering your life, faded karmic connections, but also a release of other bonds, right? You're clearing out space for new people to enter your life. Yeah. When there was a solar eclipse in Scorpio, like 10 years ago, I, that was the, that was the moment that I went through my breakup. So it's like, even though it was a new moon, I had to go through that breakup to start this new beginning because eclipses are faded endings and beginnings. And like we said, they like accelerate timelines. Uh-huh. So yes. Like, Bye. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, new moons are the darkest point in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's when we have to rely on our instincts and our intuitions. We can't see what's ahead of us. There's no light in the sky. Um, so there is that kind of darkness that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the ruler of this lunation, so the planet that's like calling the shots and in charge, is that Mars and Scorpio that is forming that, you know, it's separating, but it's forming that trine with Saturn and Pisces. So again, just that kind of heavier, somber energy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are you excited for these eclipses? Like this eclipse series? This one is exactly conjunct my IC. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not excited. Ooh. We'll see. We'll see how my little sis is doing. It's in my third house of siblings. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for anyone who doesn't know what the IC is, <clears throat> that's the lowest point of the birth chart, your your roots, your family, your foundation, um, and a sensitive point in the birth chart. So it doesn't even really matter. It's just a very sensitive point in the birth chart. So something will majorly be unfolding um, around this time. But yeah, I mean, I I am excited because, you know, these eclipses are now happening in my third and my ninth house axis. And yeah, doing more recordings like this, having, you know, more support and listenership um, and interest in our monthly forecast has been so exciting. Thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating. Let us know. Give us some comments. Um <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the shift, but this eclipse in particular feels a little icky. Mm-hmm. What about you? It's conjunct to my Saturn um, by one degree. I have Saturn in Libra at 20 degrees. And yeah, I think I mentioned last month that I was having some interesting things with friendships, especially my female ones. And I went back to Portugal. um, I went back to Portugal after 20 years. 
So I was like 21 at the time. Not that it was exact with this eclipse series, but just seeing how much I've changed and grown just as a reflection of my relationships, it was like so apparent to me. Um, so Libra is my 11th house of friendships and and I have like all the malefics there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think what my story is going to be about is um, maybe finding new friends, finding new friendship groups. Mm -hmm. Um, The mediumship community, getting into the mediumship community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm a nostalgic person. I have a Saturn ruled, um, moon and Venus. So like, I do kind of cling on to the past sometimes. Cause I'm like, I romanticize it a lot, but looking towards the future and saying like, Hey, there's so many more people out there who, who will match who I am today. I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, mm-hmm. one other thing I just realized I'm already totally feeling the energy of this eclipse. I woke up like two days ago with a bee in my bonnet and I was like, I want a new car. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's happening in my third house. I love my car. I adore my car. I've had it yeah. for years. It's the first baby I've ever purchased. It's a stick shift. Love. Um, but yeah, I like went car shopping yesterday. Wow. That is so literal. It's so third house. But yeah, I love when astrology is so literal. So I just had to share that. Yeah. Then, okay. So October 19th. <laughs> We have the sun in Libra forming a conjunction with Mercury in Libra. So this is a Kazemi. Hmm. This feels like it's going to deliver some big news from that eclipse. So um, it's happening at 25 degrees. So if you have placements between 20 or 29 degrees of the cardinal signs, some big aha moment, illumination, moment of clarity, um, or big idea could come through on that day. Hmm. Yeah. Nothing to add. It's yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, then October twentieth, Mercury and Libra will form a square with Pluto and Capricorn. So, oh, this will bring us back to October eighth when Mars formed a square. So yes. this could bring us more news, more thoughts about whatever was unfolding mm-hmm. earlier in the month. Um, secrets, this for sure is secrets being revealed coming out um, in relationships, in, in relationships. Time. Yeah. Um, power struggles, mm-hmm. uh, ego clashes. And I think it is easier to get caught up in like negative thinking loops and patterns, letting your fears kind of like rule your thoughts for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the bright side, this is a powerful day for breaking habits and breaking old thought patterns and changing, um, changing your routine. Like, I think a lot of times you read your horoscope and it's like, today is a great day to change your routine. But it's like, no, when an inner planet fucks with Pluto, that has lasting effects. So enjoy. Yeah. I just going back to Mercury and Libra, I think of like sweet words and, um, I think this would be a great day to do some like affirmations and tapping, like to like change some like neural pathways. Yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. Capricorn. 
it's rough. I have to say it's like a Saturn ruled sign. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think because this is the second to last chapter, it's going big, right? It's going bigger, going home. So it feels like it's getting a little bit more intense. Yeah. (laughs) Same day, uh, sun and Libra, right? Next day, next day, next day, day, October 21st, Venus and Virgo trying Jupiter and Taurus at 12 degrees. This is nice. This is nice. So I think this day is interesting because on the same day, the sun and Libra will form a square with Pluto and Capricorn. So again, our storyline from the day before is continued today. The sun is illuminating whatever ideas or conversations Mercury started. So there's more, we're, we're getting clarity. We're finding Mm -hmm. out information. Um, I don't think, well, I'm biased. I live with sun square Pluto. This isn't my natal chart. Um, I don't think this is such a bad aspect. I think this can be a very transformative, powerful aspect. Like I've noticed that a lot of blessings can come through on the days when sun squares Pluto and in it's in receiving or witnessing, you know, that taking place or that opportunity arriving that you're able to go, Oh shit, look at all the hard work I've done. Look at how I've transformed. Look at my own like um metamorphosis, you know, caterpillar moment. So yeah, this could be a caterpillar moment. And you also have Venus and Virgo forming a trine with Jupiter and Taurus. And those are the two most fortunate planets in the sky. So the good vibes are flowing. Um yeah. And they're not forming a square. So even, you know, Venus was squaring Jupiter basically all summer, three times this summer. And that can be a cute aspect, but it can also just kind of kick up like too much, like excess, indulging, um, over the top. But this is a a sweet trine. So good news may be arriving. Maybe you have some fun plans. This is, I think, a delicious day for spell work. Same. Um, what I noticed about sun in sun square Pluto people is that usually great things start happening when they release control or they release and offer something um, pretty significant. Cause I think with Pluto, you have to sacrifice something. It's not like Saturn where you put in some hard work and then you get something in the end. It's like you let go of something knowing that you'll never get it back. And then something great happens, sun and Libra. So, um, I mean, do you resonate with that? Cause you have sun square Pluto. Yes. I have a little, um, Pluto jar under my house and I give him (laughs) things all the time, but things that like, I kind of still want, you know, things that I would still want in my house. Um, like I had an old, my first tarot deck, but one of my cats peed on the six of cups. So it kind of smelled, (laughs) but I loved it still. It was my first deck ever, my baby. And I let Pluto have it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have given Pluto a blood sacrifice on accident. I accidentally like cut myself when I was in there last time and blood started pouring out of my hand. And I was like, okay, I guess you wanted a blood sacrifice today. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, I give him money because he's the planet of wealth and riches. So, um, but yeah, sacrifice. Uh, I think for me, I have lived in a perpetual state of dissociation and fear and crisis up until 
October of 2021. Mm -hmm. And that was because I started facing my fears head on and surrendering. And I, you know, got to a point um, with various modalities, you know, tapping and um, all kinds of things. But yeah, once I started just releasing control, because Pluto is all about control, that was when my dreams, my lifelong dreams started to come through and so much started to shift for me. Um, Mm -hmm. So. And that's very brave. It's like very uh, bold to go in the face of your fears. Yeah. But the, you know, they say, and something that I find to be true is the, the work that we need to do is in what we fear or have resistance towards because mm-hmm. there's some reason for it. You know, if we're avoiding it, we're fearful of it. Um, yeah. yeah. Usually that's, what's going to speed up our mm-hmm. manifestations or whatever we desire. Yeah. Oh, this and is- more, there's more on that day. Yes. Mercury, Mercury enters Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So that will bring us back to, was it October 11th? Yep. When Mars enters Scorpio. So we're getting news regarding um, whatever themes kind of played out on October 11th. And again, this is like the researcher. So this is a great time to do some deep diving. If you're dating, dig around on social media, find their Finstas, find their... (laughs) And like, you can do some serious digging around this time. Yeah. There's this amazing creator on TikTok and she looks into the ancestry of a lot of these problematic celebrities. I mean, not maybe not problematic to like the average person, but like Gwyneth Paltrow, for example. And she... um finds like their colonial ancestors Mm -hmm. and it I feel like that is so Mercury and Scorpio it's like um digging deep into like your problematic ancestors and how through generational wealth you're able to become this like celebrity you need to send me that account that is so fascinating oh my god because you know how like Gwyneth Paltrow is like afraid of sugar She like her whole diet thing is around like detoxing from sugar. Well, this lady found out that her ancestors were like plantation, sugar plantation owners in Barbados. Oh, how fucking ironic is that? (gasps) Oh my God. I have chills. That's fascinating. It's amazing. But I feel like that's very like Mercury enters Mercury and Scorpio. It's like, I'm going to dig and find the truth. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And then on October 22nd, Mercury and Scorpio will form a trine with Saturn. This is going to teleport us back to October 13th when Mars met with Saturn. Um, This is a great day to just focus and get shit done. You might be signing contracts or agreements, um, having some serious conversations, heavier conversations, um, emotional Yes. yes. <laughs> Which I'm sure everybody loves to do. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but yeah, in terms of like work and focusing can be a very productive day, I would say, if mm-hmm. the emotions haven't engulfed you. Yeah. 
it's hard for some people to access like or put into words how they're feeling um so maybe just sit with it allow mercury and saturn to percolate in your awareness and then and then maybe have the conversation i like that mm-hmm. because on the 24th, the sun is going to meet with Saturn. We'll get into that in a second. That's a good day to have the conversations. Mm-hmm. But first, on October 23rd, the sun enters Scorpio. So mm-hmm. our identity, our vitality, our ego, we all kind of a, take on a little bit more of a scorpionic flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, this is, we're still technically in fall. But we are well aware of the darkness, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, and with that comes releasing control, surrendering. um, So yeah, surrendering to the unknown and what's unseen. Uh, Spooky season, Halloween, De Los Muertos, like all the fun stuff. I love this time of year. It's Mm -hmm. like practical magic season for us, like spooky girlies. Um, it just like, there's like this magical feeling in the air. And I don't know if you feel like there's this debate going on with like the witchy girlies on whether there is such a thing as the veils thinning. Um, I always think the veils are thin personally. Oh, I was literally just going to say that. Yeah. The veils thinner around this time. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, something about like the week before, Halloween, Samhain, Dia de los Muertos. It just feels like something is happening and shifting in the air. Yeah. Um, so I love this time of year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, your intuition gets kicked up a notch. This can be a very psychic time. Uh, something we didn't mention with Mercury and Scorpio is um, we might be communicating more psychically or telepathically, uh, picking mm-hmm. up on other people's thoughts and ideas, but also with that in mind, and also with the sun in Scorpio, it's important to not assume that people know mm-hmm. what you're thinking, because mm-hmm. you can feel these intense um, connections and energy, and you're probably pretty accurate with what you're picking up on, but don't assume you know, yes. use earthly human communication yeah. to confirm. Yeah. Cause Scorpios are very skeptical. Mm-hmm. They're very suspicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we may be craving more privacy around this time too. We might be more private with our affairs, mm-hmm. um, be a little guarded that can kind of come up. Scorpio mm-hmm. too. Um, and then, yeah, just a quick hit on October 24th, when the sun in Scorpio forms a trine with Saturn and Pisces, like Laura said, this would be a good day to share, illuminate, clarify your feelings and what came up for you on the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, also a good day for productivity. So yeah. yeah done. Oh my God. I'm not even ready to talk about October 28th. <laughs> it is a disaster. I was like actually looking up the chart because I read this and I was like, how bad could it be? <laughs> It is a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So October last one though, it's the last eclipse. That's why, right? It's like going yeah. out with a bang. Okay. So <laughs> October 28th, we have a full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. 
This is our final lunar eclipse in Taurus until 2031 mm-hmm. and the final eclipse on the Scorpio Taurus axis. So in general, it's going to bring us back to November 8th of last year, because that was the last time we had a lunar eclipse in Taurus. So similar themes and topics can come up. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just so much, so many other aspects going on in the sky this day that the energy is going to be totes chaotic. Um, <laughs> We also have Mars in Scorpio forming opposition to Jupiter in Taurus. We have Mercury in Scorpio forming an opposition to Jupiter in Taurus. And we're on like the precipice of Mercury and Mars forming a conjunction in Scorpio. So this is a really, really big day. Um, You know, lunar eclipses bring endings, culminations, turning points, um, Sure, maybe moments of celebrations, but this is wrapping up a huge storyline in our personal lives from the past 18 months. So, yeah, we've talked about eclipses before and how our ancient ancestors would like fear these kinds of moments because they're literally something, a luminary is being eclipsed out. And But like in modern days, I personally take these times as just like surrendering to whatever needs to leave, whatever needs to be eclipsed, whatever needs to end. Um, I personally don't travel or do anything during these days. I try to stay at home and I try to be quiet and I try to just observe Um, only because I observe nature. Like I read somewhere that spiders dismantle their webs during eclipses. So it just shows me that like, this isn't the time to build anything. It's not the time to do anything. It's just a moment of like deep quietness and surrender. Um, That's great. And, yeah. And just seeing this chart, cause I have it pulled up now. Yeah. It, it's listen, I've, I've witnessed several eclipses now and how they have affected my family and I've in this eclipse series specifically, like my aunt fell down, broke her heel, and now she's like forever, um, not damaged, but she's had to recover from this surgery. My dad had co- got COVID during the same eclipses. My sister fell down and like affected her back. And um, like things happen that are out of your control sometimes, yes, but like if you can just sit with it and not do anything, I think it's the best thing you can do. Yes. This is a wonderful time to proactively tend to your nervous system. So self-care, you know, if you can book a massage leading up to the eclipse, if you can make sure you have support in the days surrounding the eclipse or, um, it, it's going to be an emotionally charged time and surrender is the way to go. Don't force things. If people, situations, opportunities are leaving your life, trust in the divine timing. This is a karmic time. So things that are unfolding, um, they say eclipses unfold for up to six months. Mm-hmm. So, um, and even sometimes longer than that, but you know, in general, um, Eclipse storylines can start weeks before the eclipse takes place or even unfold weeks after. So 
this is an important window of time to trust the process, trust that the universe is removing and protecting you from things, um, that this is an ending. This is a release. Um, but that is to clear space and opportunities for fresh starts. We're moving into winter. This is a time of darkness and release. So, you know, I think with the other two aspects that are taking place that day, Mars and Scorpio opposite Jupiter and Taurus, this is accident prone energy. So, um, Jupiter is like the hype. MC of the zodiac or you know the planets and Mars is a planet of um accidents. So mm-hmm. just try to be really careful, especially if you have Scorpio, Taurus, Leo, or Aquarius placements. Um I think the last time that aspect happened, I like cut myself while I was cutting an onion or something like that. So I'm not saying like you're not gonna get hit by a car or something like that, but just be mindful, right? Like um, a little bit more careful. Um, Anger. Mars is the planet of anger. Repressed anger can bubble up to the surface and beyond explode like a volcano. When I see this, I think of volcano. Um, Mars Mm -hmm. opposite Jupiter. It is like a big expression Mm -hmm. of um, repressed anger. So that's kind of an intense action. I mean, it could also be you taking a bold or courageous step towards something. That would be the most positive expression. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mercury opposite Jupiter, I think that that can stir up differences in our belief systems. It can also um, make communication a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that making a bold move because our fixed sign placements have undergone a lot of renovation these last couple of years. And hopefully by the end of this, it's like, all right, now we're ready to create some change. Mm-hmm. Um because Mars is the planet of taking action. Yeah. Jupiter is also expansion. Um, these are financial this is a financial axis, Taurus and Scorpio. So maybe people are finally like facing their financial situation or mm-hmm. trying to improve their abundance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a big day, nonetheless. Don't overbook yourself. Don't don't try to get on the same page as someone. <laughs> save, <laughs> save, pick a, pick a fight for a different day. And this eclipse, you said, brings us back to November 8th, 2022. So last year Mm -hmm. during that was the election. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mercury was retrograde at that time. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is a biggie. It's a big day. A lot going on. Um, You know, so just tend to your nervous system as needed. And like Laura said, it's a time of surrender, slowing down, um, resist that capitalistic urge to push, 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 produce, 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 rest, rest, rest instead. Yeah. 
Don't don't these corporations know that it's Scorpio season and then we shouldn't be doing work? <laughs> right? No. We should no, be no. doing shadow work. <laughs> exactly. Send a memo. Send send have schedule in all hands. Yeah. Um <sighs> okay. And then October 29th, the day after the eclipse, Mercury and Scorpio forms a conjunction with Mars and Scorpio, which is also known as a Kazemi. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, this is taking place at 11 degrees. So if you have planets in Leo, Taurus, Scorpio, or Aquarius between five or 15 degrees, you're going to feel this energy the most intensely. Um, I was born with a Mercury Mars conjunction. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Is that like um, fighting like with words? Wait, you have Leo. It's in Leo. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> Words are my weapon. Um, I I try to keep mine very under control, but they I I like I liken it to a light switch. Mm-hmm. Um 99% of the time the light switch is off. But if you push the right button, mm-hmm. the light switch goes on. And I'm sure there are a few humans on this planet who could tell you that it is not to be messed with. Um, Very, very intense words can come out of my mouth. Oh, Um, I wish I could see this because I I've obviously never been in the receiving end of those words. I've only I've only experienced like the positive like word bombing in terms of like positive affirmations from you. So like, I've never felt the negative side of that. I would say there's only like, I could count on my hands how many times that I have like really unleashed the wrath of the Mercury Mm -hmm. Mars situation, Mm -hmm. usually with my exes um, (laughs) who cheated on me and deserved it. But they deserve it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it, so yes, there's. There's so much to say about this. Mercury mm-hmm. and Mars coming together, it can be fighting words. It can be confrontations. Um, in ancient astrology, when Mercury and Mars were together, it was a sign of a craftsperson. Mm-hmm. Someone had a skill, um, some sort of skill that they did. And this yeah. is also a seeding point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a moment, uh, it's a new beginning. You might be initiating and taking action on a new idea. Um mm-hmm. So this can be very constructive energy, strategic action, thinking strategically. Um, yeah, I think I think this will more so be a positive. Uh, I know a lot of astrologers are like looking forward to making elections on this day, especially when it comes to like starting new things. Um, but on the negative side, definitely watch your words watch saying things that you can't take back you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i also think this is like sexy talk because like yeah. mars is like the planet of sex and and phallicness and desire in scorpio too and mercury in scorpio is like let's have bedroom talk <laughs> yes this could totally be a sexy time in the bedroom totally mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, that's, that's kind of a big moment too. So, and we're still going to be under the effects of the eclipse and feeling, um, you know, that lunar eclipse. So drama, drama may ensue. Mm -hmm. Um, but luckily the month ends on a super cute note. So October 31st, Venus in Virgo forms a trine with Uranus in Taurus. I like this. I like this. We're, we're trying new things. We're experiencing breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. Um, This is like liberating energy. I I feel like we're not going to feel free from the devastation of the eclipse, maybe until October 31st, right? Like maybe this is when we finally experience the first wave of relief or like, um, but yeah, Venus is our planet of relationships and harmony and finances. And Uranus is that planet that has to do with unexpected events and surprises. And because it is a sweet trine, Mm -hmm. um, maybe we receive a check or a payment that we had forgotten about or didn't know was on its way. Um, maybe we meet someone out of the blue who has potential that we're interested in dating. Um, couples might try new things in their relationships. This is a great day to also take a risk with mm-hmm. your desires, mm-hmm. put yourself out there. Yeah. Ask for what you want. I think Uranus favors experimentation too. Mm-hmm. So just trying something different. Totally. Mm-hmm. So all in all, October seems like a very intense month, but that is to be expected because we have at least a period of two weeks, that chunk of time that we are in the midst of eclipse season. Um, but it ends on a sweet note. And there are little moments to look forward to throughout the month. Yeah. Also, we're ready for change, everybody. If you're listening to this, you are on a path of self-actualization. And I think what I love about eclipses is it's like um, the universe taking the wheel and saying we are moving more towards an aligned space. And the more you can surrender to what you don't see, you'll be better off. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let us know, how has your life changed in October? And yeah, send us your questions. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next month. Bye. Bye.